This is the Bushwick Variety Show, and I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This is episode number 57. What's happening? Episode 57 features my friend Alex Handler, a.k.a. Sushi Jones. Um, I met Alex at Pine Box Rock Shop, where, you know, that's I've had some people with that connection on here before. Um, I'm still there bartending one night a week, Wednesday nights. Shout out to Wednesdays. Shout out to Nick Balsero, um, TJ, and uh, everybody who comes and does trivia on Wednesday nights at Pine Box Rock Shop. Uh, Alex does sound at, at Pine Box. Um, I think he's going to be doing it more regularly on Thursday nights. But he does it, uh, you know, over the weekend and when we have different bands play. Um, and Alex is a musician himself. Actually started uh, on, well, started in music and then went to college and did like a neuroscience route for a while. And then actually worked in that industry for three years. He'll talk about it in this. And then came back over to music. So he's here in New York pursuing music, uh, both production um of other people and uh, production of his own stuff. And he's working uh, as an assistant to a DJ also right now. Um, he's also just a pretty cool dude, uh, insightful, smart, intelligent dude. Um, and I had a good time talking with him. Uh, we've been talking about having this conversation for a while. And we finally, finally got around to doing it. I think it was a great conversation. So uh, listen up. Here it is. Alex Handler, a.k.a. Sushi Jones. Let's have a conversation. So, Alex, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good, good. Uh, what's your last name, by the way? Handler. Handler. I think yep. you might have told me that one time, but um, as I met you at Pine, everybody I know... What's your last name? Stevens the Third. Okay. Um, everybody at Pine I know in my phone is so-and-so Pine. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know anybody's last name from Pine Box. Yeah, I pretty much do that for everybody in every scenario, like if we're working on a project. In your contacts? Yeah, yeah so that I too. can easily find everybody. You're Alec Pine Box. Mm-hmm. I got a Tony Pine Box. Exactly. And like, still, I'll have like band members from like years ago that are still like Andy Taxonomist. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I've known him for like 10 years at this point. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I just never change it. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good too. Um, you know, I think most people, well, there's a lot of people I forget too over time, especially like living in New York now, 10 years. There's like, yeah, people that go back to like, different lifetimes now for me right to where if i have that reference then i'm like oh that part you know it's like oh yeah that person um how long you been in new york now i've uh i've only been here about 18 months okay yeah that's what i thought two julys ago yeah yeah nice and how are you uh finding it how are you finding yourself in it so far uh it's been a crazy 18 months um as it should be, as it is. You know? <laughs> yeah, in some ways, I'm very proud of uh, what I've accomplished. And of course, in other ways, I feel like I fell short in areas that maybe I thought I would be further along in by now. Um, whether it's like creatively or personally, emotionally. But um, I can tell you, being here for 10 years, mm-hmm. um, 
you probably always feel like that in the city, uh, no matter what, like no matter how far you go. Like I just started a new class and the teacher, um, she told a story about, she was a casting director. She always wanted to be a director. Um, and then she ended up being like a resident director, um, for, uh, Boz and Lerman on a project. Okay. And then was like out in LA. She finally left casting, like the casting director thing. She was out in LA and saw something pop up that was a directing class at the American Film Institute. And she's like, oh, maybe, like, I'll, maybe I'm qualified to apply for this. Right. And from the outside, you hear that and you're like, of course you're qualified to apply and definitely also be in that program. Sure. Um, But, yeah, something about New York will constantly keep you on your toes, no matter where you are or where where you think you are in the process. So, yeah. So get used to that. Okay, <laughs> I appreciate that. I think I can. Uh, I think I can handle it. I mean, in in part, it's like one of the reasons I came here, right? It's yeah. Like I I had an image in, in my mind of this being a place where people are very hungry. Um, and I wanted to be around hungrier people, you know? And where did you come here from? I was living in Boston okay. for eight years before I came here. I went nice. to school there and then ended up living there another four years after and working in the city there. Nice. And what did you go to school for? I went to school for neuroscience. Wow. Yeah. And it was different than yeah. what I'm doing now. <laughs> and is that, uh, that's not what you're pursuing now? Not now. Nope. Yeah. That's kind of why I stayed in Boston, because it's kind of like, if you do, like, biomedical stuff, it's, like, really the capital of, like, the world for that. Yeah. So, because uh, I grew up in Massachusetts, in, like, more, like, rural Massachusetts, um, and I'd been there my whole life, so, like, I definitely would have rather left, mm-hmm. but it seemed, you know, stupid to leave there for what I wanted to do at that at that time, at least. And uh, what shifted for you, and where did you shift to? Um, so, I mean, it wasn't, like, a a shift that happened in any, like, you know, like, I can't pinpoint a time, mm-hmm. but I can tell you that from the moment I even, like, started questioning whether I wanted to go to college and whether it was, like, the right path for me, um, about, you know, I had really only ever been, I was a pretty bad student in high school. Um, but I like was very passionate about music, played music, you know, like on my own, like five to eight hours a day on top of school. And I played in bands in high school and like just got very into like instruments and recording. And I think, um, I didn't really know I was, I didn't really know I liked science until I got to college. And, um, I only applied to schools that for like music technology and music production programs because like. You know, like I said, I couldn't really have imagined myself doing anything else. And then um, I kind of got to got to school and uh, just didn't like the program. It was like a lot of work. I felt like I couldn't produce um, the like quantity of work that they were asking me because like I had never like studied or like put an effort into school. So I didn't really know how to do that. And, you know, it, the the assignments would be, like, compose a, like, theme for a warscape on an alien planet. And we'd get a prompt like that, like, once a week. 
And like, we were just like, and it was just like, you know, explore this software. And I was into the like software and production side of it, but I just couldn't do that forced creativity at that point in my life. I don't know if I could do it better now, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is a long answer. No, it's fine. Okay. There's no, we're in no rush. Okay, great. And, um, yeah. And then after that, I was like, okay, like talking to my parents, like, look, like I don't, I don't need to end up with loans if like, I'm not going to like go anywhere with this. Um, um, and this was after like my first semester and I was like, you know, thinking about like, okay, I could move home and just like start working. Like, I don't need to go to school to do music was kind of what I came to. Um, and I ended up sticking around for one more semester and kind of like taking a few classes from things I was interested in. And it was kind of like, for me, like, okay, if this doesn't work, I'll just like leave and like, you know, I'll pay off these loans and I'll consider it a bullet dodged. But, uh, I ended up taking this class called psychobiology and, uh, the teacher ended up being the head of the neuroscience department. And I loved this class and she like was great. And she kind of like convinced me over the next like year to like consider the major I started like taking classes in the major after that and yeah I kind of just like ended up with this degree that sounds way cooler than I think it really is it was like I liked the science classes because um the grades were just like three exams you didn't have like busy work or homework and if you just like studied for like five days like 12 hours a day before the exam yeah you could do it and i liked that i liked that it gave me a lot of time for just like fucking around yeah and uh yeah and then i just uh fucked around until i had a degree yeah (laughs) nice and so then um what were you thinking with that degree what what did you neuroscience or yeah it was behavioral neuroscience um yeah so what were you thinking like i wanted to do with it yeah like, when I first started out, I thought I wanted to do, like, music cognition mm-hmm. and, like, try to investigate, like, in an academic way, like, how, like, music um, affects people and, like, why do people like music and why is music the way it is and why do some things sound good and some things sound bad. And um, I ended up working in a lab for a bit, a psychology lab that studied that, and I kind of, like, realized that, like, oh, it's not really what I want to do. My school was interesting because it, um, they have what's called a co-op program where you will um, do six-month internships uh, full-time in the middle of your, like, studies. And, like, during the six months, like, you don't pay tuition. And um, you basically, like, work nine to five in your field, like, in the middle of your uh, degree program. And that was amazing. And it was really good to kind of figure out, like, what I didn't want to do mm-hmm. because, you know... With my degree, there's kind of like, there's three paths you can take. You can go academic, clinical, or industry, like pharmaceuticals and stuff. And so like academic is kind of like, it's this really like kind of defined path where like you kind of end up with a PhD or you don't. And it's like, you know, 100 hour weeks for 15 years. Wasn't super attractive to me. Yeah, I get that. Um, So I did that for a bit, kind of like learned, picked up some skills, and then... I guess the big moment was, like, back to address your original question, like, was there a moment where I, like, pivoted? I think now that I'm thinking it through, like, at the time that I finished school, I was still 
working. I ended up going back full time to the like academic lab I had been in um, on my second internship and talking to the guy there like he I was just saying like I kind of came to the opinion like the thought like okay like I want to pursue music this is what I've always done and like this isn't for me this academic job and this like science like I've it's been fun and interesting and like I've been around smart people and it's been great like I've learned a lot but I was like missing my creative outlet um so like to me the thought was okay I could just like give this up now and just like go get a job and just like have enough money to live and just like do all my music stuff and like all my free time can be devoted to music that way and I don't have to like you know have such a high stress job with so many hours but you know there was still to me the idea that like I went and got this degree and now like right when it's over and I have like tons of loans like I'm gonna be I felt very much like you know when you when you when you take out a loan like these people they like own your time in a way right like i i have to pay this loan back or else like it makes my life worse right mm-hmm. so my thought was just like i should just i got this degree with a fancy name i should try to make as much money as i possibly can with this degree and save up money you know i i was i was young for my grade so i graduated at 21 and I was kind of just like, you know, I can do this in like four years after I saved up a bunch of money or like three years. And uh, so I asked like my mentor at my job, I was like, you know, like what's the highest paying job I could possibly have? Like if I didn't work in the, an academic setting, like what could I do? And he was like a pharmaceutical company. And so I just started looking for jobs that like fit the skills I had gained at those internships. And ended up getting, like, a great job at this, like, huge company in in Boston, in Cambridge. And I ended up working there for three years. Um, I had, like, set out to kind of work there for two and save as much as I can. Um, and I found out on, like, the first day of orientation that um, their 401k that they put money into for you... Um, actually only vests after three years of working for them so if you leave after two years like they take all the money back they put into your retirement and so when i heard that i was kind of like all right well i guess i'll just stay here for three years yeah because that's like you know an extra like 20 grand towards my retirement at such a young age it seemed worth it and yeah i ended up leaving the job one week after i vested exactly (laughs) nice so it was like i kind of set out on this like three or four year plan to like build a nest egg enough that I can like pay off enough of my loans and have enough savings to like afford to move without a job. And yeah, that's how I came. That's how I got here. Interesting. Uh, so that's a super kind of practical way. Like I, mean, I know it's kind of a windy way, but it compared to a lot of artists, um, there was a practicality in the in the madness or whatever. Um, totally. So yeah, so good job on that. Um, <laughs> Thanks. So then, um, what did what did you come to New York to do, and uh, what have you been up to while you've been here? Um, the initial thought was just that I want to find my place in the music industry as an artist and a performer, but 
also with like the um, knowledge that I haven't been involved professionally in the industry at all and like I feel intimidated by that and I also feel like I don't understand the industry yet so I kind of came here pretty like open-minded and optimistic as to just like trying anything and just trying something different than going into a lab every day yeah so that's how it began um i in my creative life i've been working on this ep with an artist in boston that i'm producing for her um she and i used to collaborate and used to be like writing partners in a band like many years ago and yeah, I've just always loved her voice and her, the way she just puts chords together. And yeah, I was like, you know, if you ever need help, like I want to help you. And this kind of EP came out of that. I did a song on her last EP with her and that was like super easy. Like I kind of wrote everything and just like had her like top line it. Um, yeah. Nice. And how did, uh, is this one done? This new one coming out, or is it like, uh, where is it in, in it's, the process? Uh, it's been slow, and it's been ramping up. I would say over the past like six months, I was hoping to be done recording everything by the end of the calendar year, which I think still could happen. At least all the stuff I need to do, but it's uh, it's looking like that. Maybe I, I wanted to just be mixing um, in twenty nineteen, but I'm hoping by the spring. And I don't want to rush it, but yeah, like it's, it's her, it's her baby. But at the same time, like I haven't, I've been like kind of focusing on this for a while and like meeting other new artists here and starting new collaborations. So I really haven't put anything out in the last year and a half and I haven't really been performing. So it's time for me personally to put something out. If it's not this first, I'll, I'll have something out before that Mm -hmm. of my own stuff. Nice. And what's your own stuff like? What's it like? Yeah. Like, what's it sound like? Yeah. Or, like, what do you play? Like, what do you... So, like, my background is rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up playing in rock bands and, like, making rock music. But I like, a, I like a lot of different things now. I'd say over the last two years, two and a half years, I've been definitely making more, like, kind of um, experimental, like, R&B and experimental, like like psychedelic kind of it's hard to describe your own music yeah it is um i like i want to sound like the gorillas i want to be able to do what damon albarn does with gorillas and like just do whatever you want and have like some kind of like symphonic like breakdown but also like a great like beat with amazing rappers yeah like elevating your music so like yeah, it sounds like gorillas. That's cool. That's <laughs> yeah. a good one. I'm um, a singer. Okay. And I also like, you know, I try to play everything, but I feel like um my writing is kind of like where I'm trying to build my life around. Um and I feel like all the instruments I've learned have kind of just been to serve myself as a writer. What uh do you favor any instruments? Um, lately, the past couple of years, I've been playing keyboard mostly. Mm-hmm. I like grew up playing guitar. Guitar was my primary instrument for probably like 10 years. And then 
I don't know if it's just like as I've lived more in more like urban areas, I just don't like, I'm not trying to like shred as much, but I also think my listening has affected that too. Oops, because I don't really, I've been listening to less like new rock music Mm -hmm. and I think like less guitar music. So I think I've just been less interested by the guitar, but that's not to say I am not ever interested in it now but you know sometimes you gotta you just it just comes in waves Mm -hmm. but uh yeah and yeah and i know you've been um doing sound at pine for most of the time you've been here right like yeah i pretty much got that job like within like six weeks of getting here it was just like it's really close to my my apartment as is as is here yeah we live very close to each other and um Yeah, my my roommate at the time was in a band, and they played a show there at like maybe the beginning of August, two Augusts ago, and um, it, I loved the space, and I was just like looking around, I was like, wow, this sounds great here, like this is a cool space, it's just super close to my house, like how do I work here? And uh, Tony was doing sound that night, and I just, at the end of the show, or like after the end of their set, I went up to him and I was like, hey, like how did you uh, get your job? And he was just like, oh, like, I actually know the owner. Like, I helped him, like, kind of build the space out. And and he was like, oh, are you looking for work? And I was like, yeah, I am, actually. Um, and he said yeah, that I could just start shadowing him and that he might, and he could offer me, like, one day a week and possibly a second. And it just kind of went from there. I ended up filling in for everybody a lot. And, yeah, it's been great. It's been a great, great job and i feel really lucky that he gave me the opportunity and has that uh influenced your listening like seeing all the different bands oh yeah definitely and i mean i've i've ended up collaborating with people excuse me that i've met at pine box in different ways whether it's like you know musically or going on a date or just like it's just a great place which is what i wanted yeah i wanted to be around like musicians and like live music and yeah it's it's a really great environment, and I love everybody there. Nice. And where else have you been? You've been working somewhere else, too, Yeah, right? so, like, most of my income lately has been from working as a production assistant for this. Um, he's, a, he's a house producer and, uh, like, touring DJ. He makes most of his money from, like, touring around, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's been really really cool and just like i mean i during the interview i was kind of like explaining to him that like i really was seeking mentorship because like as an artist and like someone who's just kind of like has the freedom now to explore like my voice and like decide what do i have to say as an artist like why do i make art like what's what what's my voice you know i need i'm still finding my voice and um to me just the idea of being around somebody who has like made had success like doing what they love in the music industry was kind of what i wanted so like i don't really know a lot about like house music or like um you know that whole scene but over the last like nine months i've been getting a good crash wars yeah and what do you uh what do you do for him so it can be a lot of different things like i'll help him with his actual like like creative stuff 
but I'll also like you know book flights for him or like when he plays like nearby I'll go and like do tour managing stuff for him at the shows or like take pics for social media um but yeah the 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 most interesting stuff at least as like as far as like really into the creative process has been kind of the uh, a big project I've been working on with him is like digitizing his like record collection and he has like you know thousands and thousands of records and so he's given me like a turntable to keep at my house and he'll just like kind of give me a stack of records and I'll just like bring them home and like you know rip all of them like master them for him and like label them and upload them to like where he keeps all of his stuff and just so that like and like organize it in the way he wants and sometimes like you know he'll be playing he'll have like a set on Friday and he'll be like oh I'm getting this record like I want to play this record on Friday like so sometimes there's kind of like deadlines for that um uh and on top of that he'll like have me he'll he has this app on his phone where he can start uh, making beats on there and then what he does is he'll like export all the audio files and MIDI files and like reassemble them in Ableton and like again like label it and organize it the way he likes so I've been kind of like helping him with that he like got me like an iPod touch so I could like download this software and kind of like he'll share all the projects with me that he's ready to move to like his desktop and I'll you know like I said, export all those files and like reassemble it for him and like label it and then upload it so he can just like seamlessly be able to work between his phone and his computer. What's what's the app? It's called Oxy, A-U-X-Y. Okay. Um, it's, it's actually pretty cool. Like the sounds are pretty good and like the interface is great. You can like set different scenes where you, um, you know, can have like, you know, different sections like a verse, pre-chorus, chorus kind of thing where you have different instruments coming in. And it's a very like compact uh, like interface. I really like it. Yeah. And uh, I've also been trying to like I've been prepping a lot a solo live show right now, mostly using Ableton and then live instruments. And uh, I've been like kind of a logic person for the past uh, like five or six years. So this is also a great opportunity for me to like explore Ableton uh, because you know I I'll I'll have access to all these like packs that he has and stuff. And it's yeah it's that's been exciting too that like the job will actually help me in my creative life too yeah and yeah. To, and to have somebody like him who's an expert and like he's already helped me with like problem problem solving issues i've had where he just like you know he knows the software in and out so it's really nice to like yeah just be around him nice and what's his name his uh his artist name yeah thug fucker nice yeah <laughs> um and where, while we're on that, where's the best place for people to follow you um, and, you know, any projects that you want to shout out or whatever? Definitely my Instagram I keep most active if you want, like, that kind of level of update. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've got an EP on Spotify that I put out last year, um, and you can follow me on there. What's at- the handles for those? Um, that's just, I think, uh, well, I'm Sushi Jones on Spotify, so you can search Sushi Jones. I'm not sure what the URL is. Yeah. And, uh, Instagram is Sushi Jones Music. How did, uh, where this Sushi Jones come out, come from? That was, uh, that was from a while ago, like, um, I had been, like, spitballing solo names, 
with um, old band members. And like this was this was that band actually I worked in with Anna, who I'm doing that project now with. And that was something I liked because uh, I just liked the I liked the way it sounded most of all. But uh, I still can't remember like how it came up. And um, going forward, I should just make something up every time someone asks me. Yeah. I should have a few canned ones because like I don't remember exactly how it came, but I remember it just like kind of stuck around. And I liked the name. I liked the way it sounded. And I liked, yeah, just Jones is so ordinary. Yeah. Sushi's exotic. Right. That's nah, a good name. It's definitely something about picking names is that's, I mean, having a meaning and everything, cool, but also just liking the name. Like, if you like the name, that's the most important thing, I think, actually. Yeah, definitely. And I, I feel like it's, like, memorable. I've definitely I've definitely gotten positive feedback on it, so at this point, I'm sticking with it. Unless I completely change what I'm trying to do in my, right. in my art, I... I don't see using another name anytime soon. But it's interesting, like you say that too, because like I have a, I've kind of put it on pause for a little bit, but looking to get back to it. But like my music names, like with my band, and it's I am the third. Um, I could always do something just as Alex Stevens the third if I wanted to do something a little bit different or some other completely different alias. But it's like the other names don't necessarily have to die right because what i've observed um because i came to new york more for acting and then got into music more um and what i observed about some of the bands i was around was that really good names um you know a decent little buzz happening locally and then uh something would happen and like one configuration would kind of break up and then they'd like reform or form with other people um, and then the name would change. Right. And if you were in the like hyper local community, you'd follow it. But, I, but I would observe it's like other people who are following, like kind of, you know what I mean? Right. It's hard to get traction. You can't if keep you, track. And like, if you do gain a little steam, like, yeah, you squandered. If you, you got to start over if you got a new. Yeah. Name. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's tough. That's a tough like decision too. Yeah. Cause my boss actually like used to be in a duo. Mm-hmm. And he ended up buying the name. Yeah. For that exact reason. Yeah. Which I think is, like, interesting. Yeah. I think it's smart, too. Like, yeah, I think it is, too. Like, he was just saying, like, you know, like, my fee would be higher if I use this name. Like, it's, like, a no-brainer. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Um, So what does your music sound like? Like, soul, funk, hip-hop. Sort of what you're <laughs> sort of um, in that vein. Um, nice. Like, the gorillas. Um it's it varies um it's changed um i think in the beginning i was trying to make it i was trying to make myself sound more rock mm-hmm. cuz i was around a lot of rock bands okay. but as time like as as things progressed and as new people came in they would hear kind of the ideas and immediately make it more funky and soulful okay. and after a while i was like why am i trying to be something the else yeah exactly i was like what am i Can't doing fight the phone. I mean, yeah. um i could have told you that yeah you know <laughs> and uh yeah there's something i was gonna say about that but yeah um soul funk hip- oh yeah well back in the like 
more rock days. I wouldn't like some comparisons. Like some people, and this is like on the, I don't even want to say that. Well, I didn't like, I didn't like the Counting Crows comparison. Okay. Um, But then on the other end of that, then I'd get like, you know, older soul comparisons. And then I'd also get that, maybe some of that. 90s rock band mixed with like Rage Against the Machine. Okay. That I liked. Yeah. I'm like, let's go more there. <laughs> but then, yeah, we got more funky and more. Yeah. But now, now I don't know. Like, you know, like what we, what's going to happen next. What's it's, the instrumentation usually? It's always um, guitar, bass, drums, keys. Like, that's pretty crucial. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes horns. Nice. And at one point we had a conga player. Um, I, I'd love to get that back because that, that, that keeps it, that definitely helps keep it more funky and more soulful. That right. congas are great, man. I love them. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, so for you, um, you know, interesting. We're talking now, like with the year coming to a close. Yeah. You're working on, you know, finishing up an EP um, with the person you're collaborating. What, what's her name? Her name's Anna. She performs as uh, Betty Moody. Betty Moody. Nice. Yeah. So you're looking for that. And then in the coming year, also looking to release a solo project as well? Yeah. I mean, my most, my most uh, upcoming... Uh, project is that i've been working on a solo live show so that i'm hoping to like be ready to do in like maybe like eight weeks nice I'm, it's it'll be ready so yeah in the new year where do I'll you want to perform that i'm not sure yet are you gonna do a pine bar show um <laughs> i've thought about it that's a weird one having worked and i mean we've played there a bunch um but then it was like a point where it's like, well, I don't want to play here all the time either. Right. But then it's also like, but then I've gone through phases like, why don't I play there more? Why not just show just and play? Yeah. That's kind of what I've been thinking. Like, I definitely don't want my first show to be there. Yeah, that makes sense. I would like it to be somewhere else. But I would like to, I'd like to be on the other end. I'd like to know what it sounds like on stage to perform because obviously I'm always in the booth. Yeah. Uh, and I think maybe I could be better, a better engineer if I perform there. If I, I can, can definitely tell you one thing I found about that room is like there is a level where lot like too lot like it can get blown out. Absolutely. Um, it's all about the drummer. Yeah. It's always about the drummer. If your drummer has never like had a lesson in dynamics, yeah. Like there's people that just come in and just are are hitting at 150%. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um yeah, that that's I I've seen it I've seen it happen. Like the drummer is the person that will send everybody over over the top. Yeah, everyone's got to turn up, and the drummer's not mic'd, so there's nothing I can do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it doesn't help that the stage is in the corner. Mm-hmm. It'd be better, I think, if it wasn't for the for the drums, at least the sound of the drums, but. Because it kind of the stage kind of becomes a drum in a way, yeah. right? And like, it just kind of like, you know, is like a like just amplifying. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, interesting. We should play a show maybe sometime if if we the should. band if we're active at that point. Okay, um, that'd be great. But yeah, I think we think we want to be at least in some capacity. Yeah, I'm looking to even play some like kind of stripped down shows without like all my electronics. Like just just sit at a keyboard. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, definitely. And I think Pinebox is perfect for that kind of. Yeah, show. like when you get like if you get like two people on stage, like that's perfect. Like. Yeah, like really, like the less instruments, like they just like they get a larger percentage of the space, you know, and just like the room will fill up. Like I love string ensembles in that room. Yeah, like it's so amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah, even brass bands have sounded yeah, pretty brass good bands in there too. too. Exactly, and they, I don't even mic them. A lot yeah, of times you know, too. You yeah, don't need to. Exactly. Yeah, it's a great room. Yeah, it's a really great room. Unless the drummer fucking plays Unless way the too drummer, loud. Yeah, he's like <laughs> trying to like take out his issues on the drums. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else I want to talk about? I mean, always. Yeah, I got a lot of rants. <laughs> yeah. What do you? Uh, I don't know. I didn't prepare anything. So you don't have to prepare anything. It's just okay. if you had anything. On your mind today. Um, and if not, that's cool too. Just checking in with you. Mm, I've been, mo- been kind of stressing. I'm trying to fill a room in my apartment. That's what I've been thinking about today. I had someone look at the room right before I came over here. I'd like to get that sorted. That's on Saturday, you know? So yeah. It's really the, coming down to the wire. The beginning of the, the month. The first of the month. That's what I've been thinking about. I... Uh, I'm thinking about just uh, getting more, finding ways to feel more organized while working from home. It's definitely been a big struggle since I like quit my office job, and I think like, yeah, I'm just still learning how to separate my working from my leisure time. You know? Yeah, and just uh, yeah, I started making my bed. Yeah, that's a good one. That was a big one. And I like I had a lofted bed until recently and that was another thing that was just like I have a very small room with no closet and the lofted bed to me was kind of a good way to, you know, free up some space on the floor. You could only like really stand up in a small like L shape area of the room and I just got sick of it and I got sick of like climbing up to bed and uh that was huge. That I think has changed my energy in the room like and completely it's a completely different room now and now again that my bed is more like accessible i've started making it yeah because just like you know if i'm going to be sitting at my desk and doing work here it's it affects me just like even the idea of just like keeping like countertops clear like if you aren't looking at clutter i think it helps your mind be less cluttered yeah i think like obviously i'm not i didn't invent this you know, no, this is a this no, is but this is a good, good uh, thing for me to hear. Also, um, oh yeah, because I, I go back and forth with that and tend to be pretty chaotic, <laughs> and um, and I know that's like one thing that will greatly help, like productivity and um, peace of mind. Yeah, it's been it's been big. I've I think over the last like six months I've really been focusing on like discipline and like like getting to the like root of 
how I can be more productive at home, which to me is about discipline. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I've been doing a few things like we, like we've spoke about my intermittent fasting. That's, yeah. been, that's been a bit more recent, but that's been a great like test of like will and just like determination. Yeah. Like that, that's daily too. You know, it's like, it becomes a routine, which is good. It's like flexing any muscles. Like I feel, I feel like it's helping me in other parts of my life, which is what I wanted. Right. Like that's yeah. the whole point. And, um, back in June, I started a challenge for myself to try to hike three peaks a month. And I was just going to do that for the summer for just June, July, August. I ended up doing 10 peaks over that. And like, kind of was thinking like, I should just keep this going until it's cold. I've got like a flexible schedule in a car. So like right now in my life, it's easy for me to like go take go like it. a five hour thing, like on like a Tuesday if the weather's nice. So like, that's, that's not going to be like that for my whole life. Yeah. And, uh, so I've been continuing to do that too. And that's been great. Nice. Um, yeah, I just completed November. Yesterday. Nice. Um, it's funny you were talking about discipline. Uh, shout out to this guy. Have you heard of Jocko Willick? No. He's a former Navy SEAL um, and Navy SEAL trainer. And uh, he has a audio book, actually. You can get on, like, iTunes. And, like, <clears throat> um, instead of Audible or one of those, it's actually, he released it as an album. Okay. He has a couple books, but... um. The one that I really like is actually called Discipline Equals Freedom, a field manual, <laughs> parts one and two. Uh, part one, man, is great. Okay. Um, and it's like... Well, let me write this down. Yeah. Um, it's great, though, because it's, you know, it's like self-help in a way, but not in the, the, not in the feely way. Like, it is positive mindset, but it's kind of like tough love version of it. So right. it's like... Um, When's the best time to start a project? Right now. <laughs> it's like, what do you do when you're not feeling it? Do it anyway. Yeah. Um, and it's more than that. Like a lot of it's like about attacking your day, um, which I've been not good at lately. I've been <laughs> um, struggling with lately. I mean, but. yeah, it's hard, bro. It's really hard. Um, do you ever, uh, will you ever like, I've always wanted to like set more alarms that have messages for me. Yeah. And I know there's apps that will do that too. That will just be like, keep up the work or like, you know, it's even the same kind of <clears throat> idea as like putting a post-it somewhere that you see every day. Right. That says like, keep grinding or like, yeah, don't be an idiot or whatever, whatever, whatever thing you want to make sure you think about every day at least once. Yeah. I should do that more. Do you do that? Um, have you ever done that? I've had times where I've done it. There's a journal thing that I was doing, um, and it was super helpful. And it was like a thing on accomplishing a goal in a hundred days and, um, things did happen. Like, and, and I haven't, like, I was not consistent on the, but when I was consistent, like a lot of things happened right. in that time. So it's like, so you those, saw results. Yeah. So those things definitely, <clears throat> definitely work. Um, yeah, they just do. Um, you just, but you have to do them. Right. And be consistent if with it. If I was it, reading that guy's book, he'd say, start doing it. Stop yeah. talking about it. Yeah, Wait, exactly. what's his name? Jocko Willick. How do you spell that? J-O-C-K-O-W-I-L-L-I-C-K. Awesome. Um, yeah, that I think, you, right I think you definitely like him. 
Um, and Discipline Equals Freedom is the album you can download. But he has a couple of books out there and stuff like I'll that. I'll find it, yeah. Yeah. Also, remember Good, because he has a good thing about good. And it's just basically like, um, so this bad thing happened, good. So this bad thing happened, good. And then he goes into why. He's like, so you lost your job, good. You have more time to like figure out what you really like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't get that promotion, good. You have time to get better. Um, yeah. You got injured, good. Your body needed a rest. Like, so. Always finding a silver lining. Yeah. In a way. But not in a way that's just like everything happens for a re- It's like, right. it puts it. I'm it not is, that kind of guy anyway. Yeah. It's like putting it back on you, like putting the responsibility on you, but I feel like that's something I, I do naturally, honestly. Like, I think that's always been something I've been very good at is like pivoting and being like, all right, like this is reality. I got to accept it. Obviously, like there have been some events in my life that are just very shocking and like you need time to process. I'm, but yeah, I think like, I think that's absolutely true. Like that's a, I think that's a great tactic because Anytime you spend like with things like uh, regret are like completely, I think, a waste of time. Yeah. Unless you are like reflecting constructively upon like thing your actions or the way you handled something. Like, yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not productive. Yeah, he said he. One of his quotes also is like the only good thing about regret is the lessons that you learn from it. Like right. that's it. Right, um, and you're lucky else. to get those. You mm-hmm. know, it's like you're not always guaranteed a lesson, too. Like sometimes it's just like, what's the takeaway? Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm a, I'm a guy that needs a good takeaway. I struggle sometimes yeah. to, you know, if if in situations where it, there isn't a takeaway and there's nothing you could have done, that's that's that can be frustrating. Yeah, I mean, for anybody. And I think some things just like some things <clears throat> do take their time, and some things are random and some things are chance you know what i mean like a lot of things are um but then that's where the like consistency comes in because it's like those opportunities that don't work out um there are always other opportunities especially if you keep going after them like if you miss an opportunity and then completely give up. That's the only way it's a true loss. It's like if right. you completely give up and, and never get back up. Because sometimes people give up and then, you know, get up again. Right, sure. A few weeks later, like, you can still always There's get no up There's no wrong time to get up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the wrong time to give up is, or to the wrong to time back to get up. back up is to never get back up. That's right. That's the wrong, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. Um, I think we covered a lot. Yeah. Um, How long were we talking? It was like 45 minutes. Wow, really? Yeah. Damn. It goes, man. That felt like, you know, 15. Yeah, That's what happens, you know? Well, great. What a natural conversation. I was talking a lot in the beginning. I had a little monologue. That's good. Thank you for sitting down talking with me. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me. And, uh... I look forward to checking out these projects um, and maybe, you know, maybe we'll do a show at yeah. some point. It'll maybe we could uh, sing something together. We could do that too. Yeah. Definitely. I'm always looking for people to sing with, man. I miss that. Yeah. I'm with it, bro. Right on. Cool. 
So that was my conversation with Alex Handler, a.k.a. Sushi Jones. Um, I'll have the links to his stuff uh, in the show notes and on the website, BushwickVarietyShow.com. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share. Um, Just let me know what you're thinking, what you think, what you like, what you didn't like, um, what you, you know, hated. Um, Hopefully not too much of that, but, you know, just let me know what you liked. Keep it positive, folks. Um, Thank you for listening. Um, Thank you for staying with me uh, through the little transition and the little bump in the road. Um, Thank you for continuing to listen. And uh, I will be here again on Thursday. Take care. Pursue your dream. Pursue your goal. Um, Do something for it every day. Uh, And remember the ups and downs. It's just just part of the story, you know? And every bump can be a lesson. Um, But also fuck bumps, you know? Um, Anyway, thank you for listening. Have a good one. Take care. Peace. (laughs) 